Hello again, and welcome back to the Fear and Beer podcast, where we talk all things horror, horror nights, and just a dash of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. All right, and here we are. This is going to be a fun one. This one, I've been excited for all day. Once we kind of figured this out, what did I do? I just texted you a couple nights ago. I was like, hey, you know what we should do? We should cast all the Horror Night icons in these fake movies. Originally, we were going to come up with like actual plot lines and all that yeah, nonsense. We, that would have taken forever. Yeah, it wasn't like something we came up with on the top of our heads. I mean, we thought about this for a while, yeah. but I think it was kind of like, what else are we going to do this week? Mm-hmm. Let's just... Let's just do this. And this is our, you know, quote unquote fantasy week for our our schedule and stuff like that. So this kind of fits right into that. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, I did everything like most of it. I just did in like ten minutes. So <laughs> this is gonna be interesting to see. I'm yeah. gonna be kind of off the top of my head with this. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see if we got any similar casting. So essentially, what we're gonna do is we have all of the uh, Horror Night icons. So we got nine of them. I think it is nine. So we're gonna be casting Jack, the caretaker, the usher, the director, the storyteller. Terra Queen, Fear, Lady Luck, and Chance. So we're doing like a like a fan casting, I yeah, guess. Yeah. So what I did, by the way, is like for a few of them, I kind of cast them in the same movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not more than two, but there's a couple that I would pair up. That I paired up. So, um, with one director, nice. two different actors. So we'll see what we think. Yeah, I did. I did all mine as if they were solo. So we casted them and we put a director. We attached a director to. You know, quote unquote that movie and we actually used the same little director list for the most part so I'm curious if we paired up certain people on the same movies because I just I looked at them and I'm like how would I want a movie about this person to kind of look and feel and and we'll discuss that as we kind of get towards those people I work better under pressure so when you were like <laughs> hey just figure it out real quick I'm like all right and I just it. came up with a bunch of things <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. like all day long racking my head racking this is tough but then like the last 10 minutes like oh that makes sense Bang the whole that list looks out. like a good yeah i mean i don't really have like specific movie ideas i have like based on the director i've kind of come up with some cool like themes that i think would yep. work with the character but how they would make the movie i don't know i'm yep. not really entirely sure plus i was trying to stay away from like being super cliche with it yeah mine are pretty cliche <laughs> cliche but like the story so the story aspect i didn't even get into so all we're going to be given on this one is pretty much the actors or actresses and the director and kind of what style it would kind of go for, if that makes sense. Yeah, we'll leave you guys up to, like, you guys can come up with all the story yeah. ideas based on what we, what we came up with. So. Yeah, I mean, they, these all have great backstories as is, so just use that backstory, turn it into a movie, and boom, there you go. But before we do that, we got a another little special beer coming at us this week. And it's actually a little fitting. What's it? It's called The Devil? Or Devil? It is called The Devil. Um, it's another one of our favorite breweries uh hidden springs coming coming at us again with a, mm. with a different one um it's like got, three weeks in a row yeah well i we, I, we went on we a little a long, excursion we have a long, to tampa we have a lot um, a big supply list of them for right now i no. saw this bottle when we were there and i was like "Ooh, gotta get that one so it's a picture of it looks like obviously a devil but it looks like it's either a tarot card or something out of the bible or something like that it's kind of crazy it's a pumpkin cheesecake inspired imperial stove Ooh. Okay. So this might kick our ass a little bit. All right, it's a 12% I'm stout. Only 20 IBUs, so it's going to be super sweet. Kind of excited to try it. I'm trying to find it in Untapped to give you a little bit more detail about it, if it has anything. But it's got a 408 
average out of 221 votes. So it's obviously pretty good. Um, yeah, not, not too much detail about it other than the fact that I love pumpkin and I love cheesecake. So the two of them together. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Plus of the stout. So I'm interested to see how, how close it like you can get to that flavor without it being super boozy. Because, again, yeah. heavier stouts typically, especially imperials, tend to be boozy. Mm-hmm. And I've said before, I'm not a huge boozy beer type drinker i like them but at the same time if it if it's gonna like mask the cheesecake or the pumpkin yeah I'm gonna be kind of thrown off by that so let's uh yeah those like imperial flavored ones always seem to i don't want to say miss the mark on the flavor but it just gets masked by the actual imperial taste or it's kind of a little bit harder to pull off those you know flavor profile yeah. tricks yeah and this is a bomber so it's we should both get full glasses out of this bottle. Ooh, or close yeah. to it, anyways. This thing is like mud water coming out. It's like changing an oil. Yeah, yeah, it's super like dark. The head's really like cocoa colored, so it's definitely got some chocolate in there, I think. Maybe in there somewhere, but... Yeah, and this this um, bottle smells label... smells awesome. This bottle label is awesome. It's, a, it's like tarot card style. Yeah, right? And it's got, you know, man with oh bat God. wings, and you got the goat head, so super like devilish. And there's like a little bear chained up and a ram. I don't want to up. stop you from your diatribe, but you need to smell this beer. <laughs> this thing, yeah. We, oh wow. Right. Wow. And the cool thing is, is, I think like because it sat out of the fridge for about 25, 30 minutes That's as like I come over here, marinate a little bit. I think it definitely changed a little bit because obviously, if you're a craft beer drinker, you know you shouldn't drink craft beer at like super cold temperatures. Like it's not a macro lager or anything like that. Yeah. Like you don't you don't drink them at thirty something degrees. You gotta let them warm up a little bit because the profile will definitely open up. And this is. This smells unbelievable. Yeah. I'm really excited to try this. This is like like beer fest. It's like in the winter time, I want to freeze it and skate on yeah, it. Yeah, really. It's, this thing is. Amazing. I don't know. If, I don't know if this would freeze though, because like it's, oh, it's no. just like sludgy. You would just jump. It just right looks in. sludgy. You ready? Yeah, let's dive in. All right, I'm, cheers. I'm excited. Cheers. Oh my god. Oh wow. That's phenomenal. There's like not much of that imperial afterburn. That is a little bit, but not really. Nothing crazy. Very smooth. That's unbelievable. Normally, like with. And I, not to say I don't like imperial stouts, but normally with the imperial stouts, I get a little bit of like a a cringe factor on the on the back end. Yeah. This smooth doesn't hit mm-hmm. you at all with any really any burn. It's a little little tiny at the burn tail end, that's at the it. very very at the very end. But otherwise, it's just this is good. I get a lot of like that coppery taste at the end, but the way it comes in, it's you can feel wow. that it's thick coming in still. But yeah, thick. Damn, like, I mean, Smooth. holy crap, this might be my favorite Hidden Springs I've had. You got that pumpkin taste. Like, of everything they've ever made. Like, On the back is, like, end, the you get that whipped creamy style, like, creamy taste. Yeah, so taste the cream cheese. It. Oh, cream cheese, I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> cheesecake. Cheesecake. Um, I don't know really, I don't know where that's coming from. No. I definitely get, I get a ton of pumpkin. Yeah. There's actually a lot of pumpkin, more than I expected. It's like pumpkin pot, which, um, I mean, they're essentially the same, but, like, I get yeah, and that And maybe taste that's more. what it is. Maybe it tastes more like a pumpkin pie stout. And, like, and not... Again, it's not bad by oh, any no. means. This is amazing. This is definitely over a four for me. Um, I can see why people rated it that high. I I don't know. If you're local to Tampa and you get to Hidden Springs and they still have a bottle of this, on, I would buy it. Like, yeah. I don't know how often, how much they're going to have left of it. It may be a limited release or something, but this is I would assume. This, but this it's is kinda, phenomenal. It's kind of weird that they're putting this out now. Well, it may be. This, maybe this, it was this, a this leftover. May be, this may be a leftover from the season, yep. which happens. I yep. mean, especially at a local place like this where there's not as many much... Yeah. Outside of the state travel. We were still, I mean, October is only three and a half months ago, so call it November that it was still hanging around. So it's only a couple months old, but there might be less foot travel to the Tampa area based on COVID and all that stuff. So maybe they just aren't selling as much because this one, 
I don't think is one probably, that gets yeah. shipped. This is probably no. This isn't a, a distribution. And remember, they probably only, they probably only distribute like very, locally, very anyways. Locally. So all right, so let's dive in on these fan castings. We got a lot of good responses on Instagram too. A lot of people were shouting out different. There was a lot of people that were saying the director. So that's like a big one, I would say. I didn't even like look, yep. so I don't really know what people were saying. Yep. So I will see how close I am to what we the got, fans want. We had a couple people actually do a full-on like casting, and a lot of other people were just shouting out their favorite icons that would do really well as a solo movie. And I'm curious. I don't. I don't know why Universal hasn't kind of licensed these out for horror movie rights. I don't, if it's something that they even want to do, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel mean, like they would get great publicity for HHN. Even if they did like shorts for the for the event. Yeah. Like if they did like like casted actual store mm-hmm. shorts for the event. I mean, I guess you'd have to balance how much does the event truly pull in. Yeah. That they could swing. Yeah. Making like high grade movies. I know it's Universal, the movie studio, but mm-hmm. like at the same time, they probably can't afford to cast actual actors and that yeah. sort of thing. But these, well, but if they if they release these as just like a straight up horror movie, and you know they create their own little HHN universe or so, I mean you got ten characters to go off of. You have all your solo stories right there, and that's the next twenty years, twenty five years of filmmaking for that quote unquote universe. So who knows? Maybe one day we'll see something like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. Mm. Enjoying that beer still. I can't get over it. Oh, yeah. Please take your time because this is unbelievable. You need to savor this beer. Oh, this is a good one. All right. So let's start with, let's see. Did you go off that same exact list that I gave I, you? I took like, the list you gave me. I, I, I kind of moved bit. them up a, around a little bit. Obviously, I don't know. I mean, I, when I said I combined a few of them, obviously I combined Jack and Chance yep, yep. into one movie just because it makes sense. They're kind of like together. Yeah. Um, do you want me to go first then? So let's see. Let's. I would do... You know what, let's skip those. We'll leave because I want to leave Jack for last. To the end. Okay. And since those fine. are paired, I'll I'll do my chance I'll I'll do my chance, then my Jack, and you can do those ones. Wanna yeah, do so you, you you lead. I'll go, go with whatever you So let's go start with. off with Lady Luck. Okay, that who works. I yep. feel like is probably based off of her tenure is obviously the most unknown. And mine might of, surprise you. Yeah, I got so for this one, there's a couple of them that I casted, two of them, and I did pick out who I would cast, but I just wanted to throw an honorable mention for that. So this one's going to be a little funky, I think. So for my Lady Luck movie, my honorable mention was Anna Kendrick. Okay. Who That is I definitely just... indifferent because she's <laughs> yeah. never done horror, I don't think. No, and if she has, it's probably some really low-grade stuff. But I just, I love her. But based off of appearances, I cast Emma Stone as Lady Luck. Okay, I could see that one too. I yeah. mean, I don't think she's in horror either, so yeah, it was, uh, this, this doesn't really have to be a horror movie either. I guess it could be anything really. Yeah, but. this is well, Emma Stone did. She's Zombieland. Oh yeah, d- yeah. No shit. Well, I don't really consider Zombieland. Yeah, a horror it's, movie. it's like a faux horror. I like it like more of as like a black comedy with yeah. zombies in it. Yeah. but that's my own opinion. Those are know. who I would cast just based off of looks. I think Emma Stone could nail that. I was looking, you know, I, I searched on Google HHN icon, Lady Luck, Fear, whatever, and I tried to match it to actors, actresses okay. that resemble it. Yeah. So, who I chose to direct this, he's most recently known for non horror related stuff, but he did do a horror movie back in the day, we'll say. Okay. And that is James Gunn. Oh, 
yeah. that's not a bad. That's actually an interesting pick. I mean, you're right. He did Slither, correct? Yeah, he did Slither. He's obviously known for Guardians of the Galaxy. He's doing the Suicide Squad now. Yeah, so he can do like action horror movies. Yep. But I mean, obviously, Slither was a little bit more. It was also more of a horror comedy, but yep. it had a lot of sci-fi horror elements to it. So that that's actually not a bad idea. And I like that just because I love. I think James Gunn is a very like visual director with colors and all this, yep. you know, Guardians 1 and 2 are obviously super, super colorful. If you've seen the trailers or images from the Suicide Squad, that movie is going to be very colorful. Yeah. And I think with Lady Luck obviously being casino, gambling, roulette, all the neons, poker chips, what have you. Vegas Vegas style movie, yeah. I think the color aspect would, That's would come out pretty cool on that end. That's really interesting, and I think he would work well with Emma. Yeah, I think yep. Emma would make a really good. Would have a really good take on this movie. You could almost make it like you could even like because she is musical. You could even have music. Music. And if, she could be like a if Vegas that's the route you're going for. Kind of deal, yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of cool. Like a rundown, like a Reno, like which old makes rundown. which makes my idea completely different. <laughs> which is I can't wait to hear because I feel like on some of these we're gonna be Mine's way gonna off. Gonna throw you off. Okay, I I'm excited. All right, so then what what do we got on your end? So for Lady Luck. Again, like I said, so for me, you kind of went off of how they look and you kind of like getting a feel for like what the character is and who would fit that character to the best. So mm -hmm. I'm not someone that, again, has seen a lot of these characters up close. Yep. I've done a lot of reading. I've done a lot of like, seeing kind of what the character is based on what was put on the internet and like what we have from that, from those eras. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really necessarily go on a look in any way. Okay. I went more on a, more around the theming of it. Okay. And this one I totally went off the I went off the cuff. With this <laughs> way, one. way, way off. off the cuff. So, my actress is Lupita Nyong'o. Okay. From from us yep. and from um, Twelve Years a Slave, and she yeah, did a lot of recent stuff. She was too. in Star Wars. Okay. Um. So, so yeah. Initially, you're like, all right. So the original character obviously is a white woman. Yeah. I'm going Lupita because I think she brings a certain aspect to horror that I loved in Us. I know that Us wasn't a well-received movie um but i thought the things that she could do with that character was pretty interesting how yeah. she went she had one being able to act against yourself is tough enough i know a lot yeah. of i've heard a lot of um actors in interviews say that like when they play two different characters in the same movie it can be kind of hard because you're acting against yourself but you're not yeah. really acting against anybody you can't else feed off yourself you really can't feed off another actor so i think her ability in that movie was really cool um, I'm not saying that you would do that in this particular movie. I, yeah. I was thinking because her name is Lady Luck, and I know she's kind of like casino based in yeah. the character. I'm more going along the lines of I want it to be like a, like a mystery thriller, and okay. I don't really, I haven't really fleshed it out. But like, I want it to involve luck in some capacity. Like, yeah. she realizes as a, at a young age that she has the ability to either control her own luck mm. or control the luck of others. Um, kind of like I want, a. Domino from yeah uh, Deadpool, yeah like, yeah kind of like a domino effect yeah. character, but like less superhero ish. Yeah, if that yeah. makes any yeah, sense. Yeah. Again, we didn't really flesh out the ideas in the movie, but I want it directed by Jordan Peele. Okay, obviously. All right. So I again, I didn't hate us as much as everybody else did, but I think Jordan Peele's eye and take on the horror genre. Uh, just recently, anyways, is, is just so much oh, yeah. better and, and, and so much more fresh than what we've gotten over the last ten to oh, twelve, yeah. fifteen years. So I think. Him and obviously him working with Lupita in the past, I think the two of them could come up with something really cool. Yep, I have Jordan Peele on my list as well too, directing uh, a movie. You did. So he is up there, but not for that. But that 
Uh, that'd be really interesting because she did. Um, she's uh, Nakia too in Black Panther. Yeah, she's Nakia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nakia. Oh, that's gonna that'd be cool. Oh yeah, because I didn't think about Ryan Coogler too. Yeah, I think Ryan Coogler really hasn't done anything horror. Yeah, I'm curious. Or thriller. Yeah. So I, I kind of just want Jordan Peele because I think he's got that eye for that. Yeah. So and they have a history together. So and they have I mean, a history together, works. right? Yeah. So let's jump up to fear. Now, fear for me was a really hard one because yeah, I cheated on this one. It's a little very. Bit. It's a very prosthetic. You know, like you could put like really anybody in there, yeah, and you're really not gonna see like who it actually is. So, I mean, realistically, you could pick anybody. However, I did name somebody. I did too. I named somebody who I think has like that size and power. He's okay. done some uh, like character based work that's similar to this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say he was wearing prosthetics, but he's wearing you know masks and stuff like that. Yep. And for that, I chose Tom Hardy. Okay, I, I actually haven't picked Tom Hardy for any of these, oh, okay. so that's 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 unique. And, I, and it's surprised I haven't because I love Tom Hardy. Yeah, like, Tom Hardy is one of my favorite actors. So Tom Hardy, obviously from you know a whole bunch of things, Peaky Blinders. No one knew who I was yeah. until I put on the mask. Dark Knight Rises, and that was kind I just of like that movie the other night. It's so good, such a good movie. But that's kind of like that that build I saw him in that movie. I was like, okay, big, bulky, throw some fake prosthetic on his face. Yeah, he's a big badass. I mean, he definitely. Like I mean, if you've seen Bronson or if you've seen the Batman movie, you've seen yep. a lot of those movies where he's like, he just plays like a shirtless badass. Yeah, so. which is pretty much what fear is. Who would be extremely painful <laughs> for you? <laughs> so I love that movie. With fear, we know as his icon story, it intertwines with most of the icons. So I think for this movie, I would need a a big time horror director guy that has a history of creating universes and creating movies that span you know multiple years and i think that this icon's a little bit on the weaker side don't kill me if you're a huge fear fan but i think with a, a strong strong director would kind of bring the best out you know you have like jack and the caretaker and stuff like that as long as you get a good director attached it's a good story and it and it works Fear, you kind of need that director to elevate it up to that same level. So for the director for Fear, I chose James Wan. Okay. Saw He's on my list. Insidious, just not the, the Conjuring. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I wanted to stick him on something. I mean, if you look at those three in particular, obviously Insidious and The Conjuring are in that same realm of supernatural but Saw is way out there. So his guy, I mean, he does Fast and the Furious, he does Aquaman. It shows that he has an insane amount of range when it comes to directorial adaptations of movies. I think this would be the perfect person to pair him up because it's going to cross over with these other icons that Fear has a storyline with. And I think for that ability or that high of a task, I think you would need somebody of James Wan's caliber to kind of bring that to light and, and make that all work together. What you got? Uh, what did you end up doing for fear? Now I'm curious about the fear. The fear was the hardest one for me, I think, just because it really could have been anybody, but I wanted to not just cop out. I was thinking, uh, obviously... Yeah, so I cheated on this. Yeah, okay, all right. So we didn't specify this had to be live action. Mm. We didn't specify that. Okay. And I know fear is a very difficult character yep. to conceptualize because he isn't necessarily... Obviously, he's not human, and he's... He's a thing. He's a thing. Yeah. So I went really um, off. Uh, I went way out of the ballpark. Yeah. This one. <laughs> okay. Like All even right. more than the last one. So 
I'm casting Benedict Cumberbatch Ooh. as a voiceover. Okay. So if you've seen That's Doctor awesome. Strange, he plays Dormammu. Dormammu at yep. the end. And he voices people in um, Lord of the, uh, the Hobbit. He, he does. Did, he voices um, the Hobbit. He voices the um, the dragon. Dragon. Yep, uh, yep. I forget the game name. I'm sorry. Don't kill me, Hobbit and Lord of yeah, the Rings I'm not, fans. A, I'm not a huge fan, so I, I don't know. I haven't even seen. I saw the Lord of the Rings. Jimmy but might kill me. Yeah, I know Jimmy I'll, loves it. So, but either way, I, I think he's got a lot of talent when it comes to doing lending voiceover work yeah that's a big um, there were other I, there were other actors i thought of doing voiceover work for but i just his the, he immediately came to mind when, awesome. I, when i thought about this character now what's interesting about it is i don't really know too many anime directors i know there's a lot of them out there yeah so i went with someone that has done live action horror movies that have been translated to english okay um some pretty couple big ones and i think he may have done some anime and that sort of thing and correct me if i'm wrong fans who love this stuff i, I don't know but i went with kiyoshi kurosawa okay he directed the grudge and the ring oh okay and i think that if you did like an anime style animation not necessarily straight up anime mm -hmm. but if you did like an american ionized anime or animation of fear and have benedict play his do the voiceover for him i think that would be really cool i know nothing about the character other than the fact that he doesn't pretty intertwined with obviously the you know the, all the other icons and that sort of thing so i don't really know where this would go but i was thinking really kind of abstract japanese horror and i love j-horror like j-horror is some of the best stuff i've I, you know i've watched and I, I, can, I get a kick out of it so i think his take on this idea with benedict's power um when it comes to like accents and being able to do that voiceover and being able to carry characters without actually doing live action i think would really work well it kind of reminds me of like um on netflix death note Exactly. That's what I feel like. Death Note's a pretty pretty famous anime. It was translated to an live actual action, yeah. live action movie. So that's actually not a bad. Maybe that's kind of what I was thinking. Not what I was thinking directly, but that sort is a good. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. That's a great realm to stick that character in because it's and that's very what I much think. like that. Yeah, that's kind of who he is. So. All right. So let's jump up now to Terra Queen. So for, another one I know nothing about. So for this, I know that they're. I mean, we went through God forever ago at this point. Well, on our icons, we, we spent a lot of time talking about like Terra Crentis and Terra Queen and that whole realm, and we don't have to hash all that up, but it's, it's an extravagant world-building scenario where there's just a lot of different crazy figures, a lot of different creatures, and, and so on and so forth. So for this one, I had, I don't know why I had her here now looking back at it. So I had, I had two for this one. My honorable mention was Katie Seagal. I don't even know who that is. From, um, Do I know who that is? Yeah, she's on Sons of Anarchy. Oh, oh, oh She plays Gemma, the mom. Yes, so she's on, um, li um, oh my God, the show, uh, Married with Children. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay. So Yeah, I know who you are. A little about bit her. on the older sense, but she has that very, if you watch Sons of Anarchy, she has that very, like, controlling, in power feel. Okay, However, I can see that. the one that I ended up choosing to play this part I'm digging back into that superhero world a little bit. She's been in plenty of blockbusters. Well, I mean, that's and I'm gonna kind of go, what's famous right now, right? so very big. I'm going to go with Zoe Saldana. All right. So Gamora from Guardians. Yeah, I actually considered her for another one yeah. role, but I didn't pick her. I, so. I love her. I love what she does. She's obviously a big character. I mean, she's in the two highest grossing films of all time with Endgame and Avatar. Yep. So she's been around the block in the suits and stuff like that. I think she's done... I don't know if she's done horror in past. I'd have to dive back into her IMTV, but regardless, I'd pop her into this role. And for director, again, like I was talking about that extravagant world building and stuff like that, I would love to see what Guillermo del Toro would do for this world. Oh, I think we, yeah. Big okay. world building stuff. He's done Hellboy, Blade 2, The Shape of Water, 
he did the Pan's Labyrinth movie, I believe it was, where he does he does great prosthetic work. He does great background characters, builds amazing worlds. Visually, they're so appealing. And I think that he hasn't done like super full horror, but this movie doesn't have to be like a super full on horror movie. This could be more of like that fantastical horror that kind of Hellboy falls into. Not as much as the superhero aspect, but the characters are just crazy looking. The worlds are just ridiculous they're breathtaking and his visuals like i said i just can't talk yeah about yeah. it too much i mean but. for sure i mean guillermo del toro does horror he's actually on my list for yeah. a different character nice. but i mean obviously we both Pulled feel the same out. way yeah. i mean we we definitely think he's ridiculous when it comes to world building mm-hmm. he is some of the best world building when it comes to like fin- fantasy horror sci-fi and that sort of thing mm-hmm. so and pan's labyrinth is just you know awesome mm-hmm. so i don't know yeah that's a good idea i like that yeah so Terra Queen. Yeah. I don't know much about this character either. Um, I didn't cheat with this one. This is definitely live action, but with definitely some fantastical animations and yep. you know some green screen. Oh, who knows whatever they can do, all the magic stuff that they can do in the movies. Yeah, the magic of Hollywood. Um, so my, I actually had two. My okay. my honorable mention was Charlize Theron because I think okay. she's really yep. good at kind of like playing that, like you said, that that very powerful female mm-hmm. character, that powerful female leader lead. Yeah. Um. Obviously, most most recent one of the more recent ones was the, the Tom Hardy movie. Why am I drawing a blank? Oh my god, Mad Max. Jesus Mad Max. Christ. Okay. Wrong yeah. with me. She's in Mad Max. Um. And a few and a lot of other things. Obviously, she's a huge huge actress. Um. In Hollywood, but I actually switched and I went with Tilda Swinton. Okay. Um, All right. So I think I I like Tilda Swinton because she's. It's it's hard to like describe this without sounding awful. Like I don't like she's very much an amorphic type of actress. Yep. Um, she can play all different kinds. I mean, she she yeah. plays androgynous characters. She plays male characters. She plays female characters. She's yeah. very all, all over the place. This is a wide um, range. I know that she was controversial when it came to the Doctor Strange movie. I understand yeah. it was, you know, why are you casting a female as the ancient one? But I thought that was really bold. I loved it. I and loved it worked it. for Marvel. And Marvel's unbelievable at casting anyways. Um, but the reason I thought of, of Tilda Swinton is because the same reason why I thought of the director. Okay. To me, the Terror Queen kind of gives me that, like you said, that nether realm, that other world type mm-hmm. of, type of um, movie. And not necessarily specifically hell, but it kind of gives you that, to that me, it gives, it gives me it's that very vibe. Much- there, so yeah. I picked Francis Lawrence as the director, okay. and the reason I picked this is because he directed Constantine back in 2005, oh, yep. and I love the movie Constantine. Okay. I know a lot of people don't like that movie. I loved it. But I, I like that movie, too, and she was in that, um, obviously, with, with Keanu Reeves, but just building that other world, you can kind of mm-hmm. go back and forth and play with that idea where you go from Earth to the Terra Krennus realm yep. with Terra Queen, and she kind of pulls you back and forth. Between the realms, yeah. Um, and I think that Charlie, uh, Tilda Swinton, excuse me, could like when she goes to between different realms, she could be completely different as Terra Queen in yep. her realm. But when she comes to the Earth so Earth realm, realm yep. she's like dressed down in like a like a like a three piece suit, like yeah. playing like that devil type of character yep. on on Earth type Very of thing. So looking. again, didn't really give a ton of thought to the movie theme, but that's yep. kind of where I'm going with nice. it. Nice, I like that. Kind of like the Devil's Advocate. If you've seen that movie, that yes, yep. The, so like kind of that like dress down like I'm um, a lawyer not dress down but like dress up like mm-hmm. suit like she plays that type of you know is she, what what is she kind of character like yeah, she's really very hard off. to read yeah and yep. I, I I don't know I, it's hard to explain but you can kind of see where I'm going with yeah it. if you've seen any of her past work you you'll understand like immediately what you're saying that's cool those are good ones that I like how that sometimes like we'll get like two completely different takes sometimes that works the best you know alright so now it looks like we're kind of getting into those heavy hitters 
So hopefully not to disappoint some of these people that are big fans of these ones. So let's jump into... I don't think we can disappoint our fans. <laughs> our fans like us too much. Yeah, right? They right? love us. They really love us. Let's jump into Storyteller. Now, Storyteller... Okay. It was tough for me to... Ca- there was a... I have my person. Once I found her, I was like, absolutely yes. But when I was like going back into the story, I was like, when you see the Storyteller in the parks and stuff like that, or in some of the um, houses, they're as men. So I was like, maybe I should like 180 it and make it kind of like psycho-ish. Where mm-hmm. like you know you got some yeah, you like the cross dressing that. guy that's yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. that's not a bad so I was, idea. I was thinking of going that way, but I ended up looking up through a couple different just movies and stuff like that. And, if it helps, I went woman. Like, and, I, and I just assume it's woman. And then so. when I found my person, I was like done. So the person that for me would play the storyteller perfectly would be Lynn Shay. Same person. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got we it. got there one. There we go. Okay. We get one. <laughs> I mean, come on. Who else is gonna play? She this definitely. Part? I mean, that's initially I thought. Vera Farmiga, who plays also in oh. a lot of those James yep. Wan movies. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, Lin Shay is just to me just it screams the storyteller. Yep. And yep. I, I, I have no idea what this movie would be. No, like I've, her telling what story no, it would be, or no if it's idea. gonna be focusing on her or whatever. But she just for the character just immediately comes to mind. Yep. I mean, you have the elderly woman. She's I'm been all know through your horror. Is. Yeah, I mean, she's done everything. It's, yeah, you, you've seen her. I mean, she's insidious. Yep. She is. Was it? Um, was she in Sinister too, or no? I don't think she was in the Sinister movies. I don't know if she was in Sinister, but she was in another horror movie that I told you to watch, and I forget the yeah. name of it now. But she plays an eccentric wife, and they're on a road trip or whatever, and it's kind of like a black horror comedy type thing. But she's really, really good in it. And she's. I mean, she's good in everything I've seen her in. She's definitely an underrated actress in the sense. I don't want to say underrated, but like she's definitely like. Underground, she's, yeah. She's a also bit. like never like the ultimate main character, right? She may have come from a different type of genre altogether that I'm unaware of. Maybe she came from like drama, well, or whatever. I th- but I think the first time I saw her was she was in one of the nightmare movies. She was like oh, one maybe. of the. She was a teacher back in. Oh, maybe in one of those movies. Yeah, maybe. But I'm not sure exactly where she started. But yeah, she was definitely. She's been around for a while. She was in Wes Craven's New Nightmare. So I think. Okay. I, okay. I think she was the teacher in in. The very first one, I gotta look it up now because it's gonna drive me nuts. Yeah, she was the teacher in the very first one in '84. All right, well then there you go. That's why I recognized her. Okay. Yeah, it's that's funny. interesting. <laughs> you think go back and you think about it, like, oh yeah, yeah, that's I, weird. I, when I was rewatching them this past fall, I was like, oh no shit, that's okay. Lynn Shay's there. So for the director, I went with Jordan Peele on this one. Okay. I, just, and I went with James Wan. So, oh okay. So again, I mean, heavy hitters. Like... Yeah. So I think for Jordan Peele, you know, they kind of feel. It falls into his wheelhouse a little bit because I kind of get, you know, and he brought back the reincarnation of the Twilight Zone for uh, one of the TV channels. But I feel like this kind of falls into that Twilight zone realm, which Get Out kind of dances into a little bit when he goes into the further. It's like very like old school horror. It's Yeah, and that's kind of why I went with James Wan for this one because James Wan also does that not old timey but he definitely takes a traditional haunting story mm-hmm. and can do wonders with it plus yep. i think being that this movie could be very open yeah because the storyteller could go anywhere i think you could, yeah. you could do anything with this and be great and i think james wan's style of filmmaking when it comes to horror would work perfectly for this character yeah yep all right let's see if we can get some uh, more matches we're getting close to the end yeah. so we'll see so the director this was I think one of the most this was the most like re- so, requested one. So I combine the usher with the director. Okay. I'm I'll let you go first or whatever. Perfect. You can do okay. your both yours. Okay. And then... So for me, I have them I have them split up a little bit. 
but I'll tell you kind of how I how I had these yeah. each individually. Yours, I'm, I'm think I'm, I think mine might make you laugh. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the director I have as my honorable mention. Oh, okay. Adrian Brody. As a director. As the director. Oh, oh as the, as, uh, act, sorry, sorry, sorry. Say acting as the director. <laughs> yeah, acting sorry. as yeah, not yeah. the actual movie director. Acting as the director would be Adrian Brody. But the person I ended up, you know, quote unquote casting, similar look, Adam Driver. That would yeah, so, I could see that. I don't know I again, I don't know if he's on horror and stuff like that, but it doesn't matter. He's Kylo he's, Ren. He's so good that he could do it, and he's got a really such a good range, interesting range. Yeah, he's got an interesting range. Like, he's, yeah, I don't think he can necessarily do anything, but I think he's good. He's very brooding. Mm-hmm. He's got that 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 aspect of him down. He's so got that the I can long see this hair. You know, yeah, it's I, for me. It wasn't him in Kylo as Kylo Ren, and it really wasn't him in the Black Klansman. What I really like saw his like really dramatic range was in uh, Marriage Story, which is like a Netflix original. I actually haven't even watched that yet. It's, it's really sure. good. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's him and... I know what you're talking. It's, it's Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. It's Gojo. But yeah, it, it was a really good dramatic story. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I mean, watched that whole Girls series, yep. too, that she was in, which is really good, and he was really good in that, too, mm-hmm. so... No, I think, I think he would do really good at this role. And then for the director of, quote-unquote, the director... Is probably something that you're gonna be a fan of, and that is Ari Esther, director oh. of Hereditary and Midsummer. Yep. So for that, that's a good pick. I didn't even pick him for anything. I'm surprised I didn't think of him. So for that, I, I you know, Midsummer is such a like cinematographer's like ultimate dream. Oh, it's a right wet there. dream. Yeah, it's just for sure. everything is shot, and I think that that kind of washed well out as, wide shot yep. type stuff yeah and like as the director on a film set in his movies and stuff like that or shooting his own torture porn or whatever the director's doing in back alleys but i think <laughs> that i want that like old school cinematic look yeah where for it's just sure those beautiful wide shots maybe not as colorful like as midsummer's i want more like dark oriented but i think just like you said those wide shots those crazy shots almost like wes anderson everything's like very lined up he's another good choice like, too even i mean i don't know if wes anderson's in horror before but like yeah he's a good he's a good he's a good choice as well but that would be my director for my quote-unquote the director movie nice so let's jump up now to the usher and i'll get you on these ones this one again i got a honorable mention and who I actually ended up casting. And for this, I was flipping back and forth a lot on. Because both of these I would love to see as this character. So my honorable mention is Tom Hiddleston. Ooh, it's an honorable mention. That's the honorable mention. Oh, because he's good. He's I like really good. Hiddleston's love him. the man. However, I love the guy that this actor portrays too much to not give him the nod. And that is Killian Murphy. Okay, yeah, Peaky I'll give you Blinders. that. I mean, I like Killian Murphy too. Another, another Peaky Binder slash Batman guy. Cause we fucking can. Yeah. If you haven't seen Peaky, Peaky Blinders yet, what are you doing yeah, with your life? Check that out. He also Please was watch that movie. The, the main show. in Twenty Eight Days Later. So he, he has done horror. Yeah, before. he has done horror. Yep. He has that very prolific look of just like those dead eyes. He's got that. that he was in um that that throwaway plane movie too. What the hell do they call that? Uh, Red Eye. Oh yeah, yep. Which yep. was like it came off as like a romance movie, and yeah, then like it was, went, it was silly, went south. Like yeah, that. that movie was no boy. That's like a two dollar bin at Walmart. It is, movie. but it is. But he, I mean, but he did good in it. Some still. of those movies are, you know, they're trash. But like actors make them good because mm-hmm. 
you know they they can do they do what they can with the material. Yep. Now for this one, the director of this movie, I picked Robert Eggers or Eggers. He did The Witch. He did yep. The Lighthouse. Yep. We know yep. how I feel about The Witch. Yep. But I really like The, the Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Yeah, The Lighthouse is good. And I yeah, and I I think it's just more the story of The Witch, not the the way he directed it. Mm-hmm. But I think he's just a great director. Again, it's like that very you know the usher and the director can go hand in hand which is why you paired them together yeah and it's super either. eerie and to, like the to both those directors both Ari Aster and Robert Eggers I think are leading the charge of the weird off kilter like they're not quite horror it's movies weird, yeah like they're horror movies but not in the traditional sense and that's what I love about them is that they're so like for me I need something that makes me feel uncomfortable in the theater, and that's yep. what like Midsummer did for me. I felt really uncomfortable yep. during that movie. Um, same with uh, Hereditary. Hereditary made me feel really off. Like yeah, just feels just like dirty gross. movies. Um, so that 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 yeah, I mean that works unbelievable in the lighthouse. Very yeah. very weird. And that's again. I think it's, you, it's like not hard. Talk about talk about actors. I should. I, I I'm sorry. I didn't think Robert Pattinson for any of my characters. Oh yeah, I think no. about it. But I mean, yeah. So that's definitely. Yeah, I don't know. A really weird, and I and those two kind of go like hand in hand to me. Like you said, they're both in that weird horror. The lighthouse, you could flip that. I had him directing the director because I love that. Like he's very, if you look at the lighthouse, old school like filmmaker. Yeah, right. Yeah, but bounce these two back and forth between between throw it all up. I'll, I'll take either one of these. But so for the director, I had Adam Driver, and then I had Ari Aster heading that film, and then the usher, I had Killian Murphy. With Robert Eggers attached to direct, so That's now awesome. I'm curious to see what your yeah, your combo because mine is. is mine is really different compared <laughs> to that one. So um, you're gonna laugh a little bit, I think. Okay. So for the director, I obviously I paired him with the Usher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think to me they kind of go together. Obviously, they, yeah. they're both movie theater theater style characters, and I think that I want to do one movie, and you're gonna laugh. I need to I, for for the director, the actor. I need to get something out of him before he passes away. Because if he once we lose this man, Ooh. I'm going to feel like a pain in my heart. Bam Margera. No, <laughs> no. I I went with Christopher Lloyd. I was gonna pick him for another <laughs> with another character, and I was like, is he like dead? He's not oh, dead. He's God. not dead yet. He's I, he is he is getting old though. I mean, he's he's aging quick. I was thinking um, of him for. Either the storyteller as like that creepy crossovery, or yeah. or the caretaker. I needed I need one more strange off kilter role for Christopher Lloyd. So you have him as the director, as the director. Okay, and then the usher, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Pair oh, back up, Elijah Wood. Okay, um, wow, yep. I so, didn't think of him. So now that you but you say you say Michael J. Fox, I want this to be a black <laughs> comedy horror. Back to the Future style, style movie, parrot okay. movie. Not Back to the Future in the sense that they go actually go Back to the Future, but I want Christopher Lloyd and Elijah Wood to open up their own movie theater. Yeah, and like have you know have you ever seen uh, Tucker and Dale, Dale or Dale, Evil. Tucker, Dale or whatever? Yeah, yep. and how they're like they're not intending intentionally doing bad things, but things just keep happening. Yes, yeah. So I want them to open like this rickety old <laughs> theater. And kind of have this comedy esque black comedy horror. Yeah. People die for no reason. Just like, like on accident. Elijah, I don't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I need this. I need this to happen. I need oh, it to that's, happen. That's a good pairing. Um, 
And then the the director is going to be directing team because I mentioned this to you the other night. I need John Landis and Max Landis to direct this thing okay. as, a, as a father son director team. Both of them have really weird, unique takes on the horror genre. Um, they make funny movies. They make scary movies. Uh, I mean, John Landis went from making uh, um, Animal Ho- Animal House to uh, American Werewolf in London. So yeah. I, I need to – and again, John Landis, another one of those directors who's, who's getting up there in age. He's not going to be with us forever, and it's going to hurt my heart when he finally passes away. But um, – I need I need one more goofy black comedy slash horror movie from John Landis starring Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. So please, if you're listening, which I know none of you are, but, but please get on you, this. Please make this happen. Someone and I, write up a fan and script. I, and I need Max Landis attached to it because I think he's got a really unique eye. Some people don't like his movies, but I really think he's got a unique eye for it. So he can either write or whatever, and John can direct yeah. or vice versa. I don't care, but the two of them need to make a movie together before oh, yeah. anything bad happens. But we're on to three more characters, right? Yeah, three more, and these are well. Yeah. So I combine obviously Jack, Jack and Chance, but we'll so do the let's caretaker, do caretaker next. now. So this was my so I think I was just jotting down random ideas and, and going through my head like what we should be doing for the week, and I cast this person in my head as the caretaker, and I was like, you know what, that'd be a cool like a a cool topic to to, to discuss on the podcast. So this actor. I was thinking would play a great caretaker, and that's what sparked this whole episode. So this was my like number one overall All pick. All right, this is wow. So the caretaker, William Defoe. Okay. We well, saw I didn't him. Use in the, him at all? Yeah, we saw him in the lighthouse. Yep. We saw him as like that creep, like when he gets into the goblin mode. Oh, he's in so Spider-Man. he's just weird in general. He's Every such, role he's ever been in, he's, he's just a weird, dude. bizarre. And I think the caretaker, and he's unbelievable too. Yeah, and he's got like the right age, so you don't really don't have to mess with that much. But I think the caretaker is one of those top tier icon characters where you need that that big name, and and not just a big name, but also like just a straight up amazing actor. And now that I'm, I'm talking to myself, I actually just have a, an honorable mention that just came off the top of my head. But who else would be could be probably good in this role? Be Brian Cranston. Yeah. <laughs> and Brian Cranston is one of those actors too, where it's like you wouldn't expect him to do like a lowbrow horror movie, but he would just show up in it and kill it. Yeah, and, and be amazing in it. I yeah. Mean, after watching Malcolm in the Middle, you're like, is this guy going to be the ultimate drug kingpin in one of the best TV series of all time? Yeah, Brian no Cranston's, way. Brian is awesome. He was in Saving Private Ryan for Christ's sake, yeah. and you're like, that's Brian Cranston. Yeah. Like, but that that would be an honorable mention. But I would cast William Defoe in this role, and being such a prolific icon, you need a prolific movie director. Mm-hmm. And I think in this day and age, this current field of directors for horror, yep. I think you have to give the nod to Mike Flanagan from The Haunting of Hill House, Doctor okay. Sleep, yeah, Oculus. Yeah, it's almost like a Netflix special. Sort of, yeah. And it okay. would just, it, he has to obviously create this creepy world of the caretaker and stuff like that. But I think a lot of his characters, like in Haunting of Hill House, kind of have that same sense where it's very, just like eerie. No, I it's, I think it's a great idea. You could almost make this like a Netflix series, even. Yeah, it doesn't. And yeah, like, it doesn't have to be. A movie. Doesn't have to be a movie. Yep. Just we're casting actors and directors. But so that really that cool. Netflix feel of haunting a Hill House hours that like it's it's obviously spooky, but again, it's one of those movies that like it doesn't horrify me. Yeah. It's it's horrific. No, in a and sense, that's the but... thing about horror, especially at our age, where it's like. I'm not watching it to get scared. Yeah, I want a cool story. Um, I want a cool story, good acting, and if it creeps me out and it makes me feel uncomfortable, then even better. Yeah. 
So what do you got on Caretaker? Let's yeah, see. so we're actually kind of going back to your well a little bit, not with that particular actors and characters. So initially, initially, uh, my honorable mention for this character is Ron Perlman. Oh, okay. That was my honorable mention. All right. And then I just thought of this, and I actually rather rather cast this guy because I'm cheating again a little bit. When I think of the Caretaker, I think of tall, like tall man ed munster style like you know really tall yeah. gangly like maybe lots of prosthetics um and i think almost more so like medieval era like like caretaker of a castle okay so i went with doug jones okay as the actor he right. played um the fish man thing in the, the shape, shape of water, water. he yep. plays in a lot of guillermo del toro movies yep which leads me right into my director. Okay. Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Toro. Okay. I think, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, and I feel awful about it, but he's, one of his first movies, or one of his very first, like, horror movies, big budget horror movies, was a Mexican, like, a Spanish a Spanish horror movie. I think it was, like, a Mexican-American movie um, about the Spanish-American War. And I really do get that, like, early 1900s or even late 1800s vibe where we could set this in, like, a Scottish castle or an Irish castle or yeah. something, and the caretaker is someone that like he he's just like just um, amorphous like bodysuit tall like goofy like and that's why I cast Doug Jones because Doug yeah. Jones is a really good character actor as well as a really yeah. good char- like like um like creature actor yeah and I think you could do something like that along those lines whereas like he's the only one that almost like a hunchback of Notre Dame type thing yeah um, where like you have a couple of people that buy this old castle this couple this rich couple and they're trying to fix this castle up to open yep. up like a bed and breakfast or just set it actually in the 1800s yeah and have the caretaker kind of be like this thing that lives there still or this man that lives there still yep. and he's caretaking taking care of the castle that's cool um, so yeah I really think that that aesthetic and theme works well with Guillermo del Toro so it's it's funny I I like the different aspect of like how we chose to do like Guillermo del Toro is your crazy world building guy for the caretaker who on like the story's basis doesn't have that world but the way you create it is right be a really really cool way to introduce that aspect to the caretaker right all right, so let's go now. So we I'm, got. I'm, re- I'm actually really interested to see how we come up with this these ones? one because. So these ones I are wild. I think we're thinking the same way. I think. We'll see. But we'll see. I get a little okay. So I don't know if you'll get my so. Do you my, want me to go first? Because I did a combo, or do you want to do yours first and then? So mine are two very different very ideas because they're right, separate movies. So you movies. do yours then, and I'll do mine. So my chance movie. I really, I was looking for an actress that kind of filled that void or, filled, you know, filled the appearance of Chance. And I I just really couldn't find somebody exactly the same way, but somebody that I really highly doubt has done horror, but she's a very good comedy actor. Oh, okay. This is interesting. I chose Jillian Bell, who is in uh, Workaholics. She's the, like, drug dealer prostitute ring runner for like 22 jump street she is i don't know in, who that is no oh she's let's see i'll pull her up that's funny I, I, I normally i i know pretty well who's who but you'll you'll know her because when you see her but 22 jump street um she was also in i think office christmas party the new bill and ted movie she was in she has i think a lot more like voice work but she's always a like side character but she plays jillian from workaholics yeah, I've never seen Workaholics, oh, so yeah, right. I don't, I've never watched that movie. Hmm. She was in Bridesmaids. I know that much. Yeah. But that's who I would go as Chance. And my director 
you're going to know just how this movie is going to play out by the director. And that's going to be Rob Zombie. Okay. I'm give him, this is like that trashy, horror-y character. Yep. Um, obviously, I mean, y- you know what Rob Zombie's all about. So that's how this movie is going to be. Okay. And the reason I, I, I split it up a little bit because, I mean, Chance will probably, you know, you could do a pairing movie. But I thought Chance would be more fun as like that trashy horror because that's not expected to be the best. Whereas like the Jack movie, you want to be as like prolific you know something like like it, it sucks because they're both clowns but like how it was a very mainstream yep like horror yeah that's what you want jack to be whereas okay chances trashy like horror isn't gonna be at that same level yeah so i'm going rob zombie on the chance movie now my jack i have an honorable mention we will never be able to see this because they're deceased oh that's too bad but that's also why i went with my character that i actually chose but my honorable mention would be robin williams Oh, wow. He's After, done thrillers before. He has, and he's just such a character actor, and obviously we... Or he did thrillers. Yeah, he did thrillers, and obviously we Mr. know Peace. he has that dark side to him, whether mm-hmm. he brought it through in his acting or not, but obviously that would be something that would have been interesting to see him in like a horror-style role. Yeah. But the person I went to play Jack is Jack. Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay, that would work. He's bit, retired um, from acting, but yeah, yeah that, that a little bit older. But I wanted something that someone that, because Jack's story is so long and prolific, I wanted him to actually have that wear and tear yeah. on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's obviously done horror. That's why he started with The Shining. But that like actual lead role, I mean, throw throw a dart at the dartboard of all oh, his he movies. He played the Joker. Gonna... I mean, he's done stuff like it before. I think he's definitely an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. It'd be hard for me. It's, it's it's hard to press for me to believe he would work well at this point. Like, if you told me Jack yeah. Nicholson in the 80s, then yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's an interesting choice. Definitely an interesting choice. I didn't even think of Jack Nicholson at all. I This was a hard one for me to cast because I just, I didn't know. It's tough kind of like with Fear, where Jack has all the makeup. So, like, you really realistically could pick uh, just a great actor and call it a day. But I think with Jack Nicholson, you'd want it almost kind of like Joaquin Phoenix with Joker, where he's like just a little bit of paint smeared on. Like it's, you get, oh, yeah. you get to yeah, see yeah, more yeah, Jack yeah. than, I mean, that's you know. even with mine, I kind of, yeah, he's in clown makeup, but it's not necessarily because he's an actual clown. Yeah. So, and then for my director, speaking of it, I had Andy Machete. Massietti, whatever his Maschietti, name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Who he directed it chapter one and two. Okay. So I, He's up there with those top tier current day horror directors. He obviously can take an old, you know, clown story and adapt it to the big screen for success. Yeah. And I think that this would just I, I think it would work well. We'll see. I'm not sure. Now I'm curious who you got on your on your board for this uh chance jack. <laughs> well, combo. this may not surprise you. I mean we just talked about it. So yeah. I actually combined the two. Yeah, I, I think that they just the two characters that really shouldn't necessarily be um, split up because yeah. I think they're just so it's Harley Quinn they're very Joker. much exactly that's what they're based off of and that's kind of what I based my movie off of a little bit okay um, not specifically Joker and Harley Quinn but that style that theming yeah. of the psycho clown like guy mm-hmm. abducting a girl and yeah. warping him so I took the sensitive subject of of abducting someone and making them live with you and basically creating the syndrome where like they fall in love with their captor. Jack is a psycho serial killer who dresses like a clown or dresses with clown paint on or whatever. And 
terrorizes you know this poor girl and convinces her that you know she's a part of his life, life and then they go on a like a crime spree almost <laughs> you can kind of see where i'm going with yep. this i think yeah so jack is played by bill mosley okay <laughs> And Chance is played by Sherry Moon Zombie. There we go. And the director is. is Rob Zombie. There, okay. So <laughs> I totally half half. went horror road movie like like three from hellish. Based, it was like not even on three the from road, hell. Like, like more. I think more along the lines of. I was thinking more House of a Thousand Corpses. corpses yeah, because they're bouncing era around. Era zombie. Yeah. And I don't really know where this movie would go, but essentially Jack would abduct this poor woman and like tor- terrorize her just and torture like her, train her to, to the be... point where she becomes like warped and she's like just like him and she he calls her Chance He's and you're not like my little her. you're my little doll and the week we're gonna go on this like murder spree or whatever. Oh. And I just you make it that zob zombie dirty grimy southern yeah, grime horror, horror. gross grindhouse. Yeah. And it would work perfectly. It's I on think. porn. Yeah, I mean, it's really kind of what I'm looking at. It's what I'm, what I'm thinking about. And, and I just initially was like, Rob Zombie's the director I want for this. And yeah. I'm like, how do I not cast yeah, the actors he he's cast. worked with? Yeah. I mean, it makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah, so, there's no other way to do not that. Not a whole lot to it, other than that would be, I think, just the stars align for that yep. type of casting. And that's, as soon, like, with Chance, I was like, if you did, like, a Jack and a Chance movie the same it'd just be really boring like they need to be either together like yours or completely opposite which is where i went but like that that jack character is i mean that's spalding i mean that's that trash horror is so good part of where i went with it in the sense that like it could almost be like his 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 like homage to sid haig and yep. that spalding character because i would yeah. love if sid haig was still alive oh, for yeah. sid haig to play him yeah um but I think it, I think it's better with Bill Mosley because Bill Mosley plays that fucked up, weird, murderous yeah. like psychopath. It's just all um, in his head, and it just works with Rob Zombie's directing style. So, yeah, that that would be good. I know some people would be like, "Oh, we've seen it a million times," and like I know we've seen it a lot. And Rob Zombie's very one dimensional, but for the movie that I was thinking of with these two, that's yep. exactly who I'd want to direct yeah. it. And I think a lot of people get. I mean, yes, it would be the same style as you know. Devil's Rejects House of Thousand But that's LA. what I want. But it's I mean, a whole different story, so it won't feel as, like, dragged on. I mean, we've seen killer clowns. We've seen slasher clowns yeah. all the time. And we're going to see more um, at some point. We're going to see a ton of more. And they're almost like zombies. Where it's like they're in everything. But I think this works because it. I want it to be brought kind of down to earth. Yeah. Like a John Wayne Gacy style, like, you know, psycho guy who just wears mm-hmm. clown, clown face when he commits crimes. Um, yep. That type of thing. So. No, that's awesome. Oh, this was this was as fun as I thought it was gonna be. I'm, I think we were we were more different than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there were a couple we both surprised each other with. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, I still want to see my Christopher Lloyd. I would Elijah say that Lloyd was my movie, favorite out of, but... out, of, out, of, out of the bunches. That's that's the best one right there. I think. Well, guys, let us know what you think. This was yeah, a lot of fun for us. Yeah, tell us what you think. I mean, if you think you a better actor or a better director for one of these characters, let us know who you think. I'll is, probably uh... on Saturday probably try and find pictures of like all these actors and pair them up and I'll yeah we can kind of see how they line up as as our ideas unfolded well guys other than that I don't think there's really much else going on have you watched anything or no so, uh, Dark Knight Rises is what I watched the last time um, I, I, I've been watching a lot of sports lately so yeah, I watched that Vanishing at Cecil Hotel on Netflix oh, I, I did watch that days I did ago. watch that yeah interesting story a little it's underwhelming. A little lackluster, I would um, say. It, it could have been two episodes. I mean, they could have just left it a mystery. Yeah. And, like, not ruined it for yeah. me. Because like, a lot of that stuff is just cool because it's a interesting mystery. And obviously yeah. it's awful for the family. But, like, 
They got it's, paid for it. So. Yeah, when it's when it when it's like, oh, this is exactly what happened. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's not what I want. Yeah, not My as much as what I expected. Crime shows to be no. though, and I, that's that's one thing that I know is pretty frequent in these crime shows, but I, I hate it. Is when there's no one to tell the finality of the story, where it's just like people taking educated guesses. Obviously, they're professionals. There's no videos, and there's no accomplice. There's no other murderer, so it's not like you can get the actual truth. It's just left. Yeah, it's it's ninety nine percent sure, but we don't know. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I don't know if there's anything else I've watched recently that I wouldn't have already told you about. Nah, just that's just been it for me. But all right, guys. Until next time, this is Nick and this is Seamus. Happy haunts. And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out, Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.